0: Happy New Year (laughs) It's a Fact Daddy experience This is of course the Fact Daddy Down with the DVR podcast crew Um, I've been getting my psyche dissected by Anomalous entities of Unknown vertus Translation uh, Things have been hectic Anyway uh, just going to talk about some stuff real quick that uh, has caught my interest. Uh, I'm not discussing all the literary entanglements I like to get into uh, currently, but it might pop up later. And of course, I have not forgotten about Westworld. Uh, I just have to give it a little more attention than some of the other viewing that I indulge in. Anyway. So this show just started. It's called Mushoku Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation. The protagonist, so to speak, is Rudius Greyrat. And in his previous life, he was a hikamori. Uh, That's a Japanese term referring to a shut-in. Basically, some of the shut-ins, particularly the men... Tend to not do a lot and just stay away from people and somehow they live usually on their parents dime um, in his previous life Rudius was really pathetic um, they demonstrate and show this he didn't even attend a funeral and then he was kicked out into the street and he died and you can see how he dies if you want <clears throat> But the show is actually interesting because he gets reincarnated. And this seems to be like a huge theme in some Japanese anime. But uh, this particular one is really interesting because he was like a bullied Hikamori who, you know, gave up on life. And he's got this new chance and he's in a world where you can use magic. So He's magically gifted. But it's his interactions with the other characters and the kind of bare bones honesty that's on display that really interests me. He has this unique approach of kind of... to go out. He carried that fear over from his previous life. So he was able to overcome that fear with some assistance from his demon magic teacher. Um, Suffice it to say there are only three episodes in. I think it's a interesting show because you know he's kind of a hentai guy like he's really into the ladies and it's a little weird seeing you know him behave that way as a kid but uh, it is a different culture so the way they approach certain taboo subjects or at least subjects that are taboo here is very different um, just the way they approach reincarnation is odd. There's another show called uh, I don't know if I have the title. It's something along the lines and a girl is reincarnated as a spider and she just started wilding out as a spider and she just doesn't want to die again. Um, <laughs> so, and they have the, the other show, whichever. Shoot. There's another one I really like, um, except this guy is completely himself. He's more transported than reincarnated, I would say. So, there's transported and there's reincarnated there's a lot of guys, I suppose. But anyway, this show... Mushoku Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation, song Funimation. It's pretty interesting, um, seeing how he navigates his parents and the maid and his teacher, <clears throat> and subsequently in the latest episode he makes a friend, um, and how he deals with a friend and a little mini revelation. I mean, it's interesting how they deal with slice of life and juggle. Comedy and taboo issues all at once. And even bullying. Um, like even though he's a kid. His father doesn't know that he's got a reincarnated psyche. Moving that kid's body around. And they have an argument. Because. His father basically told him that. The strong. Exists to protect the weak. And. He decided to take that advice. And protect someone from some bullies. But one of the people who he injured while protecting this person was uh, a business partner slash neighbor's kid. And that made his father Paul's life a lot more difficult. So, you know, he got in trouble for that. But then, you know, he had a way of humiliating his father by saying, look, next time I see someone getting bullied, I will join in. And I will beat on them senselessly. And when I'm of age. I will leave. And I will never speak to you again. And I won't carry the gray rat name. Either. Because I'd be too embarrassed to do it. So there are certain moments. That are just. Interesting. I mean I don't know if I have high hopes for the show. Like. Some kind of cosmic catharsis. Or I just think it's. It's interesting to see that level of. Human interaction on display uh, in that fashion, in that way. And that's why I'm talking about this show, because I like it. It was a cool experience. And uh, I don't know how many episodes or any of that shit. I just decided to watch it, and so far it's been pretty good. Something else I've been watching, something called Bofuri. Um, The whole title is really long, like they do a lot of these awkward titles. And, uh, my head's too scatterbrained to always memorize them all. Uh, suffice it to say that, uh, Bofuri, or I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max out my defense. It's funny because it's this girl, Kaide, and, uh, she goes by Maple in the virtual world. And in that world, she doesn't really <laughs> adhere to normal game player style or rules. She just kind of does what she thinks she wants to do. And it always turns out very interesting. Uh, there's supposed to be a second season of that show. I don't know when, but the first season is adorable. And it's hilarious because of the things that she does. Uh, just the way she plays the game in that virtual world. It's fascinating. Um, she picks up all these awkward powers. Like, so, I give an example. She fights this monster, and, uh, how she defeats it is she eats it, and it's poison. Uh, she gets her, her. Defense and her poison. Unbelievable. Her agility is like barely there, bare, but her defense is so high and her poison ability is so high that then she takes this poison monster as a power. And you see the game and it's like wow, like if it was that immersive of a game where you're getting these powers it could be entertaining. It's just very entertaining. Um, I don't feel like it's again transcendentally cathartic or anything, but I think at this phase sometimes whatever just humors you or entertains you no matter what it is. uh, You just go with it. Because pretty much, like, I put things on and my attention span is fleeting. It just runs away. It's like, oh, that's nice. All right, bye. But Maple, uh, in her guild, the Maple Tree, she's awesome. And just the way that she interacts and the kind of openness of the character. It's just enjoyable. It's just refreshing. I don't know. Maybe this stuff is different for me than someone else. Someone else might be tired of this genre and other people are like, dude, how could you enjoy Westworld and be talking about this stuff? Well, it's my experience and I just talk about the shit I like. Pretty much. And it's been a stressful year. Um, hopefully... This year and the years to come are less stressful if we're actually around to experience them, but we're here now. So I enjoy the show. If you little mindless entertainment. You don't mind subtitles. I think they have a dub out of the show. I don't usually watch the dub versions because they annoy me, not because I'm a snob. I will always vouch for Dragon Ball Z or Full Metal Alchemist's really cool dub episodes from my point of view, purely and simply not anything beyond that Uh, another new show that I'm enjoying so far is something called Bottom Tier Character Tomozaki so Tomozaki's obsessed with this game called TACFAM, that's the name the nickname for it He's the number one player of the game in Japan and he has this competitor, No Name, and No Name messages him and says, Hey, we should meet up. So he meets No Name and No Name turns out to be a girl in his class named Hanami who's really popular. So he uses terminology about offline and online lives and people with offline lives couldn't possibly understand his obsession. And now he's confronted with a popular person who's literally number two behind him in his country. And she is depressed that she's number two behind someone who she feels has failed at the ultimate game, which is the game of life. So she decides to school him on a game of life and give him tasks and missions as though they were games so that he could, well start to succeed in his offline existence as much as he does with his online existence and that's where the show gets entertaining because he's forced to socialize and he's terrible at it but he gets better because he's constantly put into these situations and he wants to succeed using his gamer mentality so so far it's going interesting uh I'm not exactly sure what direction it's going in because they have this you know, classic harem anime where it's like one guy, and like nine girls or whatever. Um, that's a genre. I don't know too much about it because uh, I don't really watch a lot of those types. And again, he's just socially awkward. Their conversations were weird. When she met him, she tore into him ruthlessly. And if it was in a sitcom, I'd be like, hey, this is a good sitcom. So actually, the sitcom, you know, the situation comedy style writing of some of this Japanese anime is actually hilarious. And if I were in a TV business, I would just steal these shows, give them new names, cast some people, and give the American spin on the subject matter. And boom, I'd have a hit show because they know how to write situational comedy, believe it or not. Um, so depending on the direction the show goes in, I'll talk about it more, but I love it. It's great. Uh, besides that, there's a show called the promised Neverland, massive fan, massive fan thus far the seasons going fantastic. I'm really enjoying it. Um, there are three episodes into the second season. Uh, I don't know how much they're going to cover or if there will be a third. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to more episodes. Um, there's Attack on Titan going on, which I might actually just start going buck wild with Attack on Titan the way I'm feeling about it. I'm getting those, I'm getting those Westworld feelings about Attack on Titan, man. I mean, Attack on Titan is seriously fucked up, in and in a good way, in a very well executed, very confrontational way. And again, I might have talked about it before. But it's just the levels that this show has, like the layers of storytelling, suffering, character development. It's just so multifaceted and so fascinating. Initially, I thought it was going to be silly. You know, giant humanoids killing little humanoids or killing little humans. Sorry. And it's like, okay, where are they going with this? And it turned out to be monumentally epic. So... My initial impressions years ago were off. And I mean, I still liked it, but I had no idea that the rabbit hole went this far down. So, if you've never decided to watch this show, you seriously need to watch this show. And the last thing I'm going to talk about for now is a show called Goblin Slayer. So, I don't know age groups, demographics, of whatever or whoever listens to my crazy... Boring, fun, exciting, lackluster show, but if you enjoyed the first Conan the Barbarian movie or any of those kind of like insane 80s movies, like even Night of the Comet, like there's a show called Goblin Slayer that's just, it's just fucking crazy. Like and the guy, I don't, I don't know his name. This girl calls him Orc Blog or something, but no one ever calls him that. And his name, actual name Is never really divulged But he's like a PTSD Young man who Got into some training and just became This brutal ass Adventurer, like silver Level, which is the highest And he just goes and he hunts And he kills goblins Like I actually thought the the story Should have been Goblin Murderer (laughs) <laughs> he goes and decapitates And cuts off arms And shooting arrows And the shit is just crazy And uh, His awkwardness is crazy The fact that he doesn't have an actual Actual name is crazy uh, Even a lot of the characters You don't get a lot of names It's like you're just boom You're in this world observing this guy uh, Who's an expert at killing goblins And other people think goblins are weak they're the weakest type of monster. Meanwhile, goblins roam in packs. They set people up. They learn. They adapt. They strategize. And then they start killing people in new ways because they learned it somewhere. Uh, they have hierarchies like uh, goblin lords, goblin kings, uh, you know, like super diesel goblin. I mean, they didn't actually use that term, but it would be funny, right? <laughs> That's that super diesel goblin. Oh shit. Um but yeah, like the show is just it's frenetic. It's a lot of action and you know, it's interesting to look at he's like a the Frank Castle of Goblin murderers. Like it's just you know, the punisher of the goblins. <laughs> it's hilarious. And I like the character development in that I like the fact that uh you know it's no holds barred you know HBO ruthless so if you're bored again you got time because I think there's going to be another season of that show too I will check it out um, the only other two things I would add to this is I hope you're having a good year so far I hope everyone's safe and that the people you love are safe You know Keep your head up Try not to lose your mind And uh Current two favorite songs I don't care what anyone says That weekend guys Blinding lights That song is fucking awesome That whole 80s thing (laughs) Like I love 80s music I don't care what anyone says And That song sounds like He just Took it right out of the 80s Popped it right here and now and it kinda has a Michael Jacksony like early early Michael Jacksony voice. Like it's stylish, clubby, keyboardy, coked out R and B from the eighties. So I like that song and I like this song Moon by I believe it's Kid Francesca Lee. Francesca Lee. Something like that. And uh I really love that song. That song is very good to write to and draw to and paint to and even read to. It's it's very like subtly catchy, but it doesn't get in your face and annoy you. You just like you just groove and vibe to the song. It's pretty cool. Anyway, never let people tell you that uh old people can't throw footballs. Guys forty three is going to the Super Bowl. Interesting. And maybe not, I don't know. If you don't like sports, that's fine. Um, I'm touch and go with with sports. Um because so much is going on. I mean, you know, we all need a distraction. So if you love it, that's great. If you don't, that's perfectly fine too. Um open ended in that regard. But I just think it's cool that, you know, You can still do shit when you get old. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. It's a a mindless, meaningless statement, and I'm perfectly fine making those just as much as I am at attempting to make intellectual statements. Because, yes, I will say that they are all attempts. Um, Sometimes they succeed and sometimes they fail. But you don't know unless you try. So... On that note, I'd like to quote Alan Watts and say, hey, a plague of virtuosity or a plague of virtuous people is far scarier than you could ever imagine. (laughs) Which I mean in a broader context of what he was talking about is actually really hilarious if you think about it. A plague of virtuous people. Like I was listening to him make some sort of speech on YouTube and it was one of those after-school videos where the guy draws everything and, you know, they put the audio over it. And I mean, I love Alan Watts. I read his stuff a lot. And one of the things he was saying was, you know, our perpetual interference with the nature of life itself and the natural order lends itself towards greater problems that we never anticipate. So, you know, imagine you have a world where Virtuous people eliminate all of us ogres and awful people, and well, what remains, you know, a uh, you know, group of virtuous individuals who will judge each other into oblivion. I don't know. Uh, it was interesting the, the train of thought that he had regarding breeding variety in human culture and in the world, because variety. Allows for different types, personality types, physical types, all types, to adjust and deal with whatever new circumstances arise in this world at any given time. So, I'll leave you with that. I'll be back. Much love to y'all. Peace out. Back Daddy Style. Yeah.